Hello everyone, Coach Bills and Coach Andrew Luck12 here once again to discuss another group here in the PNTT. This one is the Miller Group, and we'll start with the top-seeded Macon Gorillas. Uh, the new group, of course, is named after Ethan Miller, who had such a great senior season and career for Macon, but as goes with the names of the groups, he's gone, and so this team will have to make up for his loss. Certainly some talent on the roster for the top-seeded Gorillas, uh, and that is partially how they got to the NTT as a seven-seed last year. Miller was a big part of it, but they've got big man Alexander Romero coming back, as well as freshman point guard Lester Wilson, who's part of a 13-4 freshman class. So, Coach, welcome in. Uh, tell me what you think about this number one seed in the group. I think it's a deserving number one seed. The, um, the, what I noticed about them is that I particularly like the uh, recruit. Um, he was playing power forward six seven. Sherman, Sherman yeah, Renee Sherman. I see him. And yeah, he showed. Um, he, he's just kind of the kind. He's the kind of guy that I've had some success with, who pops and becomes a better scorer. He's a, you know the little undersides of the power forward. Um, good percentages um, shooting and it looks like he can play some defense as well so there's there's some talent on this team and he adds to it I didn't really take a close look at the other two guys um, and maybe I'm it looks like Bird actually yeah I think Bird, well Bird can shoot his defense would be more suspect yeah. so Sherman might be a, the, the more well-rounded player but although Bird has a nice passing numbers too and, and, and you know at least as a, um, a bench player, Bird mm -hmm. looks like he could, he could help a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think they're um, deserving um, favorite. And uh, this team it seems to be a perennial NTT team from what I could see. Um, this is, as you know, I don't spend a lot of time on message boards and stuff, but this is a coach that... I think I recognize that name and just taking a quick look, it looks like they've been in the NTT for several years in a row, maybe missing one. No, you're right. Yeah, seven out of the last eight they've been in the NTT, and certainly golf team has been around for a long time. And I've said on some of the NTT preview podcasts that this is a program that seems to make noise in the NTT, sometimes as a lower seed. Conference 8 doesn't always have great rankings, uh, and so they'll come in sometimes. There was a year in particular where I think they were a 15 seed and made the Final Four. Really? Yeah, so that was notable. And they've had some other runs, maybe not quite to that level, but uh, they are a force to be reckoned with when they do get to the NTT. And losing Miller will certainly hurt, but I think you're right. I think this team uh, is the class of this group and is going to definitely be tough to knock off. Uh, the two seed in this group that will be attempting to knock them off is Huntington Beach. And the biggest news for them really is they lost a lot, right? I mean, they lost three senior starters from a team that was 18 and six, number one seed in the PTT, finished number 35. So disappointing to miss out on the NTT, but a successful year by some metrics for sure. Uh, but to lose Carter at small forward, Swain at power forward, and Perry at center is gonna be very tough. And coach, as, as you can tell everyone, um, you know, unfortunately the recruiting rankings suggest that talent might not have been replaced. Yeah, it's tough when you, you lose three starters um, anytime and then um if you bring in what is at least um, purported to be purported to be, thank you. Um, you know, sort of a middle of the road uh, class. I would think they're going to take a step back, uh, and they, as you say, were only in the PT, like only but a 
CTC team. And so um, I don't see them really uh, putting up a real strong fight against Macon. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And this is a team that, unfortunately for them, even if the freshmen are better than their rank, they're not big. And oh, yeah. they lost 6'7", 6'6", 6'10", small forward, power forward, center. Brought in 6'2", 6'6", 6'7". And really nobody in that group you know, particularly looks like a big guy and just in terms of stats. Hard to say, but it's not clear to me who's going to play center on this roster. You know, maybe Samuel James, the freshman, I don't know. He had six rebounds at small forward in high school. Perhaps at center he could do a little better than that. But, I mean, those are the kinds of options we're looking at. Uh, last year's team, as a backup center, had a 6'7 player who had only 6.2 rebounds per 30 minutes. So I think they're really going to struggle inside. And last year, their calling card was defense. They held teams to about 38% field goal percentage, which is great. And without somebody like Trevor Perry holding down the middle and Carter and Swain at, uh, power, at small forward and power forward, uh, I would imagine that opponent shooting percentage really skyrockets. So, you know, despite the best efforts of guys like Sullivan Sweat, who was their leading scorer last year, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, this, this group, frankly, is not that strong top to bottom. Um, and part of the reason why is that the two seed got a lot worse from last season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't notice that their tallest guy was 6'7", until you mentioned it, and that's, that's rough. Yeah, for sure. So moving on to the three seed, uh, St. Louis, the Iron Deeks. Now, they are similar in one respect to Huntington Beach in that they graduated their starting front court. They lost the power forward and center, Hugo Wilson and Ronald Morehouse. But what's different is they brought in some size. Uh, they brought in two 6'9 freshmen and a 6'10 freshman. Uh, so, you know, last year they were a PTT squad, 10 seed, so not quite as successful as Huntington Beach was. Middling recruiting rankings throughout, but at least they can put somebody reasonable out there inside. Yeah, um, having said that, uh, well, let's see now. The freshman, um, or no, he's a sophomore now. Um, help me out, help me with the pronunciation of the S. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, he, you're right. He's a freshman now. You got it. Yeah, okay. I don't know how to say it. I, I would imagine Spook, that, his, like that. His, his haters in the crowd would probably say sucks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think it might be zoops. Um, I'm not sure. But at least he showed that he can rebound. He had, right. You know, decent defensive numbers. Um, so... Average a double-double. But... Um, yeah, I mean, serviceable player. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Absolutely serviceable. I, I, I'm guessing Logan Diaz will be okay as well. His rebounding numbers are, are quite low as a center, eight point six. But other than that, he's pretty solid. Uh, he even scored just about ten points uh, on decent shooting, three to one assist to turnover, reasonable steals and blocks. So I think he could probably slide into that power forward slot from what I'm seeing. So you know, really for this team, I imagine they're going to be kind of treading water maybe staying in that PTT range. Certainly they play in a perennially difficult conference, at least lately. Uh, they're in conference 16, which produced both teams in the NTT title game last season. Uh, Youngstown, of course, beating Sioux City in the final. So it might be tough for St. Louis to make a lot of noise and get into that NTT. They were outscored as a team last year. You know, Their metrics suggest this team is, is close to the middle of the pack, really, in, uh, in League 31, just a bit above that. Uh, but given the way Huntington Beach has fallen, uh, I'm not going to be too surprised if, if St. Louis finishes ahead of them. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, but Macon is not going to be sure. uh, worrying too much about them, at least based upon what 
the numbers are telling. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, and then the last team in the group, the four seed, I think is the one that might, if any of these teams could give Nick in trouble, it would be this one. Uh, Boston, the Fighting Turtles. Last year, 16 and eight, number 96, a seven seed in the PTT actually. Uh, and the biggest reason to say that they might have a shot here is they have some upper-class talent. Uh, the seniors were ranked number two by Sim Hoops, 20 hardwood. It's a bit of a strange split to see that, 20 and two, but it suggests a very balanced class, three good players. And sure enough, uh, you know those three guys were all starting for them last year. Juan Alford at point guard, Marcos Jordan at shooting guard, both averaging just about 17, 18 points a game. And then Devin Warner at center, who's not a scorer, but can do everything else. Uh, so with those three guys in place and one very solid junior uh, in Malik Blue, a kind of an undersized 6'5 small forward who can score, uh, you know, this team should have four good starters. The rest of the recruiting suggests there's not a lot of depth on the team, but at least there's something. Yeah, I see a team that will lean on their starters in terms of play them all. If I was coaching this team, I'd be playing them a lot of minutes and, and hoping that I can, uh, you know, uh, not go backwards too much when the, when the subs are in and hope, right. hoping that they'll be subbing out quickly to get the starters back in. But there's a chance that the starters could uh, allow them to pull an upset off against Macon, I guess. And, and I like them better than, than the other options here. Yeah, I agree. And that game is coming up. Uh, it's tomorrow. The one seed Macon takes on the number four seed Boston, which I usually think is an advantage for the underdog to play that first game, right? You know, you, who knows what your lineup is. You know, if you're making, you're replacing Ethan Miller as well as another senior who graduated. You don't know who your best five are. Whereas Boston, pretty sure, you know, they, they probably know what their starting lineup is. They yeah, had it last actually, year. Yeah, that's a good point. Those guys will all stick around. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's a lot of tinkering to be done there. So, you know, maybe if they catch Macon off guard, win the first game, they could ride that to a group championship. Um, but I'm guessing, I don't want to step on your, your prediction here, Coach, but guessing you're going you're gonna to pick Macon to win it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. But having looked at this, and if, if Macon's coach is, is unsure, and, and, and uh, I, well, put it this way, I, yes, I'm, I'm strongly pick, picking Macon, but I do think that Boston has a chance. Yeah, that sounds right to me. I'm with you. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Coach. Appreciate everybody out there who listened. Those were our two podcasts. We did this one, and if you didn't hear it already, check out the Halstead Group. Good luck to everybody.